before the Lord to dedicate our heart and our service. Our work in the past years should be nothing compared with the work now because evil has increased so much on earth and the world is yearning for the manifestation of sons of God. There is no time this universe expect you and I to manifest than this time. So every song that we sing is prayer. And I want to sing with your spirit because the spirit of God will come upon you. If you can connect your heart to the Lord. When we're, when we're you know, having the, the service before about a few minutes ago, there's a big prophetic auction in this place. There's unction on the prophetic here. I want to sing every word of song you sing, meaning the songs in your heart unto the Lord. Create in me a clean heart, O Lord, and renew right spirit within.
song that you have just sung. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Tell the Lord, take away from my heart everything that stands between me and you that hinders me from coming to your presence. Lord, cleanse our heart, O oh God. Cleanse our mind, O oh God. Cleanse our spirit, O oh God. Tell the Lord, let my spirit be subject to your Holy Spirit. Let my emotions and my body Submit to the Holy Spirit of God. Father, we pray thee. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. One of the prayers we prayed just earlier today is from the book of Psalm 141, verse 3 and verse 8. We are going to lift up our voice together and pray it. I want it to be very, very, you know, the attitude you have now, just go deeper in it. And you will prophesy in this minute. Just to connect your heart. I want to cry to God and say, set a guard over my mouth this year. Do not let my mouth be reckless. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Set a guard over my mouth. You know, I used to say, you should pray that. Assign a messenger at the door of my lips. This is the scripture. Set a guard over the, my, my mouth, O oh Lord. A Christian should not be reckless in his speech. Even when we are angry, we are supposed to be controlled. We are not allowed to be reckless. To call people names. To abuse people. To curse them. Because they are God's image. The Bible says you must not curse a man because he is the image of God. To speak negatively to your life. To speak rudely to others. We're going to pray, Lord, assign, set a guard over my mouth and keep watch over the door of my lips. Then, verse 4 says, let not my heart be drawn to what is evil. To take part in wicked deeds. With men who are evildoers, let, not, let, not, let me not eat of their delicacies. Three things, my mouth, guard my mouth, keep watch over the door of my lips, then guard my heart from being drawn to evil and participating 
with evildoers. I don't want a company of evil this year. You will tell God, guard me that I will not follow the company of evil. Shall we just begin to pray in the name of Jesus? Your mouth, set a guard over my mouth. You can keep your eyes open when you pray. As you read that scripture, you want to concentrate. I haven't read it. You now close your eyes and pray it. Open your eyes again, read again, close your eyes and pray it. Set a guard over my mouth, O oh Lord. Set your guard over my mouth. Pray and tell God, help me, O oh God, that my mouth will not speak guile in this year. Let my mouth declare the counsel of God in this year. Father, I pray thee, keep watch over the door of my lips. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Set a guard over my mouth, O Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Help me, Lord, this year not to speak God. Father, when I'm provoked or when I'm happy, Father, assign your messenger at the door of my lips. Let my lips be sanctified. Let my lips speak. Really pray to God. Oh, sovereign Lord. Father, I pray thee, pray for your hearts, guard my heart, O God, that my heart will not draw to evil. I do not want to do anything evil. Help my heart to do righteousness. Guard my heart not to follow the path of evildoers, that I will not follow the path of evildoers. Tell the Lord to guard your heart to the path of righteousness. Guard my heart to the path of righteousness, O God. My God and my King, I pray thee. My God and my Redeemer, I pray thee. Guard my heart, O God. Father, deliver me from evil. Deliver me from evil influences. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. One more prayer you will pray before we just look at a few things. The book of Acts 2.42, it says, They devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. You know, you want to pray for the heart of devotion. 
to the teachings of the apostles. There is something very strange about those of us who are called to apostolic office. One of the manifestations of an apostle's office is the fact that they do not compromise the truth. Okay? If you want to hear the truth, be under an apostle. There is no apology for saying the truth. They will communicate the truth to you as it is. They are just like custodian of law. You know, if you go to the Supreme Court, haven't gone through every procedure of court, and, you know, people are talking all manners of stuff, when it gets to the Supreme Court, what we expect, all house of laws, then in their capacity, is someone to tell us what the law really means. If you appeal to European Court of Justice, European Court of Justice, their job is to tell you that this is the meaning of the law so that you can go and implement it. People like that don't compromise the law. It's the office of an apostle. But the problem is, you may be under an apostle and yet you have no devotion. If you do, if anybody is under the apostle and you don't devote yourself to the teachings, the manifestation you see is like the crumbs that fall from the table. Because everybody under the office under a minister who is an apostle in the office are supposed to ex operate expressly in the power of God. You are supposed to be people that no devil can, can rob you. No matter how he disguises himself. You will know it. That is the spirit of apostle. You look at that scripture, it says in verse 43, every day they were, they, every, everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs, signs and wonders were wonders and miraculous signs were done when the people devote themselves you provoke the miracle the, 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 the miraculous gift in the apostles apostles are people who are putting signs and wonders and like Paul said I can say before you Christ with tabernacle that the, 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 the gift that mark apostles have been wrought among you even signs and wonders but you see we need devotion to God this year no compromise forever they are going to pray, Lord, give me a heart of devotion. Many of us have various things we devote our hearts to. We're going to tell the Lord, Father, I plead with you. Do not let my heart digress from the truth. Let me love the truth. Let me search the truth. Let me live the truth. That is, live the life of the truth. Let me rejoice in knowing your law and commit my heart to obeying your law. Shall we just pray together? Father, we ask for the heart of devotion. That we will devote ourselves to your word, to your laws. Help us, O oh God, this year, so that verse 43 be fulfilled among us expressly. Help us to devote ourselves, O oh God, to your word. Thank you, Father God. Let our heart transform our life as our heart is devoted to, to, the, to God. To the word of God, to the word of truth. Without compromise. Help me love your word. Help me live the life of your word. Help me obey your word.
Father, we bless you. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. Father, we thank you so much for this privilege. This is our first night, the victory night. I say in the name of the Lord, because you are here tonight, as you have obeyed the call of God that we should gather on the first day, call victory night. All the battles of your life this year, you will be victorious. In this hour, heaven will endow upon you enough strength and energy, wisdom and power and knowledge to overthrow all the darts of the enemy. The tricks of hell will not prevail over you this year. Jesus said in John 10, 10, The thief has come, but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But the son has come that you may have life. All the strategy of the devil to kill, you will overtake them. All the strategy of the devil to, to steal, they shall fail over you. His plans and strategy to destroy shall not overtake you. You receive unction and strength and power tonight to be able to fight the battle of this year and be on the victory side. If the devil cannot catch you by day, he will never be able to catch you by night. He will never be able to catch you by your words. He will never be able to catch you by your deeds. In your life in this year, God will prevail. And all your enemies shall be shattered. So shall it be and so it is. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Put your hands together for the king of heaven. Hallelujah. Let's take our seats for a few minutes. We have been standing now just for a few minutes. Quiet, you may take your seats, please. I want to share the word of God with you. Because in the first, on the 1st of December, on the 1st of January, all the branches across the globe expect to hear the message that God has given us for this year. And I was asked the media section, as we finish this message, just this message, make sure you send it into your YouTube and into your other social media so that they could download this in all safety branches for Sunday service across the globe. May this number never decrease every Sunday this year. May it increase. I mean those who sing behind me. If you say amen, you are part of them. Good. So you join them. Those of you who said amen before and you didn't answer. From tomorrow you join them. <laughs> Somebody said amen on your behalf. Hallelujah. Oh.
Yes, what month, what year are we? This is the year of what? Say it loud. One more time. Now in your calendar, what month is this month? All right. Now if you know this year and you don't know this month, how many of you here have got your calendar with your hands up? When we close this meeting, go get your calendar. Because you see, in the calendar, are scriptures that God has given to us to pray for each month. And if God speaks to a people, that is what we call Rema word to those people. If you miss the Rema word of God, you know, you miss a lot. Because this year, God has given us this year as the year of open heavens. And if you look at, the Lord gave us two scriptures which are written in your calendar for this year. The first one is Deuteronomy 28 verse 12. It says the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season and to bless all the works of your hands. You will learn to many nations, but will borrow from none. You know this is a promise of God, which individuals across the years, along the years in Christendom, have claimed at one time or the other, and which has had effect in the life of some. But yes, some have not seen the effect of this. Give me your attention, full attention. The difference between this year and the previous years in the church is this. This is the season that heaven has spoken concerning for the church of God on earth, that heavens will open upon the church. This is what God revealed to me. For those of you who are looking out for what is the prophecy for the month, uh, for the year, I saw heavens broke open at the beginning of this year. The Lord has revealed this to me from October, and I've been having series of encounters and revelations from the Lord from October. About this year we have entered into. And I saw mercy from heaven coming down. I saw rain of God's power. I saw rain of God's glory. I saw cloud of the presence of God. It is like God remembered when God remembered Noah. And he called the easterly wind to blow. And the hopelessness of the flood came to an end. And the ark of Noah was distinct as it settled on Mount Ararat. And it was made visible among nations. And the Lord showed me open heavens where grace was poured down. Wealth was poured down. Honor was poured down. Integrity was poured down. Everything that God has for the church to distinct God's people on earth from those who don't serve him 
was poured. But in the midst of it, I saw also a, a wild wind like a judgment pouring from the middle of it and spreading across the globe. And there was judgment in various places on earth. Serious judgment. Things that will happen, people who are non-Christian will say, this is the judgment of God. And in a short time, as we go into over the years, people began to say the judgment of God instead of saying natural cause. Because there are things that happen that are beyond this natural disaster they are talking about. I saw at a time, the heavens sh- sh- you know, shook. And I saw like the lights of the sky falling to the earth. And there was a terrible fear in the heart of mankind. And people began to, to, to run helter-skelter. But upon those who are elect of God, people who have prepared their hearts and who are faithful unto their God, there was a distinction. I saw some believers in the midst of disaster, they vanished. I saw angels sent by God who go to and fro on the earth. They have give, God gave them power over everything. Nature, demons or devils, they are angels who will catalyze miracles. Angels who will cause wonders to happen. And these angels also operate by the words of men. And of course by the command that comes from the Father. And so this year, therefore, is the year of open heavens. That God will pour out himself to distinct those who serve him on earth. The second scripture that God gave us is Joel chapter 2 verse 23. It says, be glad, O people of Zion. Rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the autumn rains in righteousness. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rain, as before. Now, if you look at this scripture, that confirms the vision God has given me, that God is doing what he had done at the beginning. I will together now. So, in this season, the early rain and the latter rain, which means in the Old Testament you have the prophetic, which is pronounced. In the New Testament you have the apostolic, which is very pronounced. In the prophetic of the Old Testament, you have prophets who spoke things to be and who operated in signs and wonders. They have power over nature, like Elijah, like Elijah commanded fire from heaven. Joshua commanded the sun to stand still. These prophets of old, Moses con- 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 confronted the powers of, of, the, of uh, the, 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 the most ter- 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 tyrannical government of his days. And led people out of his claws with great signs and wonders. Now, that part is the prophetic of the old, which is the early rain. The latter rain is the rain that fell, which is the apostolic, who came with the word of truth that broke the heart of men. People who stood with kings and nobles and brought, brought down the path, the gates of, of, of hell in various nations. And people who, who manifested miraculous signs and wonders in healing and stuff. Now, therefore, in this season, God is bringing the old and the new together. Let me tell you something. You will never hear in the old a prophet that was poor. 
every prophet of God were mightily blessed. Of course, none of them was a jobless man. Moses was a cattle rearer, having been trained as a king. He became a cattle rearer, a shepherd. And from active job, God called him. Elijah, Elisha was, you know, also, you know, uh, working the farm. You know, he had his own cattle and the ox and stuff like that. He was in active service. If you look at the, the disciples of Jesus Christ, Peter was a fisherman, James, John, Andrew. Every one of them were having active job before Jesus called them. And then the Lord empowered them spiritually and empowered them financially. Now, in the past, the Lord showed me a vision one day. He took me to a seashore and he put his finger on the ground and he raised it up. And I saw a grain of sand. And I asked the Lord, what is this? He said, all the wealth in the church is like this grain of sand. He said, I, I tasted, I gave some, the church, a little taste of this grain. He said, but they fought against me, for they took my glory. They did not give me the glory that belongs to me, but they took the glory. He said to me, I'm about to send upon the earth like this seashore wealth to the nations. And the Lord said to me, but those I will entrust this wealth in this season are people who will recognize me with their wealth. People who will worship me with their substance. People who I am priority to them. They will recognize that they are just custodian of the wealth. Rather than they to glory in the wealth like others have done and also oppress others. These are not the people the world is shaming upon. The wealth is coming to people who have a heart of submission and people who, when God gives them the wealth, they, they will use that wealth judiciously to further the cause of Christ and the gospel. People like that in the offices will be getting promoted. You will be alarmed at the rate of promotion some people will have in church. People like that in businesses will be having some unusual successes and you will be alarmed. You will know and when God will do that, that the success you have got is beyond your power. Those are the kind of things that God will do. But the wealth that God will give to them, these kind of people, they are people whose heart already is sold out to God. But anybody who has been stingy will not be part of it. Anybody who will hoard will not be part of it. Anybody who is sparing in his, in his giving to God cannot ex experience this. People like them will be subject to those who are hilarious in their heart and who have loved God first before the world. Power will change hands across the globe. New wealthy people, body who is sparing in his, in his giving to God cannot ex experience this. People like them will be subject to those who are hilarious in their heart and who have loved God first before the world. Power will change hands across the globe. New wealthy people will be raised from the church. Genuine wealth that will astonish the world. And age is no barrier in these things because God is sending both the early rain and the latter rain. But understand, wealth, the Bible says a man who is wealthy without knowledge is like a brood that perisheth. These people that God is going to make us out of wealth, he had equipped them with knowledge. The first knowledge, the knowledge that God is the owner of the wealth. The second knowledge, that the wealth is meant for the church. That's the body of Christ. 
so that gospel can be preached to the ends of the earth. They will have more than wealth, more than enough wealth. They will be distributors. But their priority is the kingdom. The other thing is that both early and latter rain is mingled with power, supernatural power, and also supernatural wealth. Now, people will be anointed by God to the extent that God will do things through you and you'll be weeping. You'll be crying because you don't know how this happened. Really, at the time you least expect, it will break into your midst and it will do great mighty things. The news on the paper will change. It will change to what God is doing. You know, the whole news of television today, most of the papers today, open the, the, the papers every day, watch the television every day. The first news they will give you a summary are the works of Satan. Every television. Someone killed somebody there. Dog ate somebody up. Somebody shot somebody there. Somebody bombed somebody somewhere. Somebody just got angry and slapped somebody and he dropped dead. The news that you're hearing today is the whole world of newscasters are always looking for evil news. They are always looking for what Satan is doing. Of course, there are good news that they did not carry. It seems as if there's a conspiracy among the media people just to pollute the world by giving news that will make people terrified, by giving news that will destroy homes, destroy the mental of people. And anything that comes to, 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 you know, to talk about Jesus, every one of them is aggressive to attack it, to criticize it. In this season, the news will change. Ah, where the, butch, the dead body is, the carcasses, the vulture goes, says the Lord Jesus. But I will say this to you tonight. What are the things that a believer ought to do? I told you at the beginning of my, my, my discussion with you that I ask you, what is this month about in your calendar? If you look at what this month is, you will understand what this year is better. This month is the month of divine visitation in your calendar. The scripture given you is Zechariah chapter 1, verse 16 to 17. And let's look at that as I read it. Therefore, this is what the Lord says in this month of January 2016. I will return to Christ's tabernacle with mercy. Somebody say amen. And there my house will be rebuilt. Somebody say amen. And the measuring line will be stretched out over Christ's tabernacle. Somebody say amen. Declares the Lord Almighty. Proclaim further. To Christ with tabernacle. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Christ with tabernacle will again overflow with prosperity. And the Lord will again comfort Christ with tabernacle. And choose the people of Christ with tabernacle. I cannot hear your amen somebody. That shall be mine. I say that is for me in January. I say that is my own in January. The Lord will remember me in January. A book of remembrance shall be open concerning me. This is for us. That's why I told you. You see, when, when I do your calendar, you can ask from the, the, from the printer. It takes a big rigor between me and him. Because he keeps on asking me, what is the year? What is the month? And I tell him, I haven't had God. If I don't hear him, why should I speak? 
I can't tell you anything. And God always do something to them too. He will put them on pressure so that at the last minute God starts speaking. That is like my father. So when God starts speaking, I call them. They will come over to Brentwood and sit down with me. And some other time when we are, we are discussing, God will speak other things to me. And I will begin to tell them. They will begin to write it down. They begin to write it down. Then this is how calendar is, is, is put together. They also have a wind of what God is directing me sometimes. And as I'm talking to them, they'll be coming with scriptures. I say, yes, that is it. We're having the same spirit. That is the exact scripture I'm looking for. This is how the calendar is put together. And if you're a member of this house and you don't have it, you lose a lot. Because how would you know what God has said concerning this month? You know, the vision, the prophecy of the year is robust. But each month, there are activities that God wants you to concentrate upon. For this one is divine visitation. No wonder in our discipleship course we are looking at um, uh, the, yeah, the um, at, uh, concentrating on the, the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. That is knowing Jesus in a new dimension. Who Jesus is. So that by the end of this month we manifest him. Everybody manifest Jesus. And so if you look at the scripture therefore which God has given to us as in the beginning of the month. That scripture prepares you and propels you as a member of this family for the journey of this year. And that's the reason why you must not miss it. This book of the law must not depart from your mouth. Finally, what does God demand from you and I? Just a sentence. The condition of promises of God is obedience. Say obedience. I cannot hear you, <laughs> Cathedral. Say obedience. And tell someone beside you, God demands obedience. Not sacrifice. Not tears. But obedience. Do you know God has been speaking to me over the past few days and showing me the reason why Christians are overthrown by Satan? I read to you last year, there are two occasions in the Bible that I have seen. That the Bible says, if you do this, you will not fall. One is in Gethsemane, when Jesus says, pray that you may not fall into temptation. And Jesus said the principle, a man who prays regularly cannot fall. If anybody falls into temptation, Check their prayer life. It's gone down the drain. You know what I'm telling you? You just have to accept it. I don't believe in a theory God. I believe in a practical God. And I believe that if we serve God according to the written word, then the written word will work for us. If anything is happening in my life that is contrary to the written word, you know, I query myself. I don't question God. Because God cannot lie. Do you get me now? Whatever God says, as far as I'm concerned, is just the truth, nothing but the truth, but the truth. If you look at the scripture, the second area that God said, thing that God said, that um, when we do it, we will not fall. I think it's, um, let me get that to you. We have allowed Satan to laugh for too long. Now we make up our mind that he will not 
we will not make him laugh anymore at us. Somebody say amen. 2 Peter. 2 Peter 1 verse 5. It says, for this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. What? Goodness and to goodness, knowledge and to knowledge, self-control and to self-control, perseverance and to perseverance, godliness and to godliness, brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness, love. Shall we read it together? For if you possess If you possess these qualities in increasing measure, it is by our efforts. The grace has been given, but we have to work for us to increase in the grace. If you possess this in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9, shall we read it together? But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind and has forgotten that he had been cleansed from his past sins. A Christian must make effort to stop sinning. Grace don't stop you from sinning. It is obedience that stops you from sinning. Alright? Grace has given you salvation. It's obedience that keeps it. Grace has given you promises. It is obedience that manifests it. I will show you a little bit more. Let's read verse 10 together. Therefore, see at the cathedral, read for me. Read it again for Of course we know that for those who fall, if you repent, God restores you. But you know when a child falls, a baby, he doesn't have much bruise. If a baby is running, practicing to to walk. And then he somersaults, he gets up again and keeps on running. If he somersaults a little bit more, he cries. But the fall that baby has, if an, a tall man has the same fall, he breaks his bones. That baby don't break nothing. Because the bigger you are, the greater the consequence when you fall. I plead with you to listen to me. I have never seen a person under heaven, who fell, have been glorified, okay, and the news of him has gone all over, and he became so wealthy, honorable, honored, served, and then he fell. I've never seen them go back to that height. Of course, when you repent, God will forgive you, but the height of honor, because where the shame has gotten to, you can never reach there anymore to tell them that you have repented. 
Really, people will look at you when you manifest, they will say that he is fake. And the Bible tells you and I, especially the, the, the sin of adultery, the Bible tells you and I, what makes you fall? Prayerlessness. And if you stop making effort to add to your life, it says you must make your election, be eager to make your election sure. Your election and calling, your election and calling is grace. But you and I have a duty to make it sure, okay, we must commit ourselves. There is a life that is worthy of your calling. Ephesians chapter, chapter 4, uh, from verse 1. Before it talks about grace in verse 7, it told you from verse 1, that is a life that is worthy of your calling. Beloved brethren, I urge you to live a life that is worthy of your calling. When you are called a child of God, there are some attitudes that you should not be seen in. Talk less when you are called a minister. If people are disappointed in you because you have messed up or you are in the office, you disgrace, you disgrace the, the call of God upon your life and people begin to say all manners of things against Jesus because of you. After all, he called himself a Christian. Is that good? That is not good. Your, your story should be all of us here, when they talk, you see, all of us here, we know that, uh, you know, we are not uh, holy, but you are. When all believers begin to single you out from evil and say that, no, don't do this because, you know, he's here. Then begin to thank your God. Because your righteousness has gone before you, according to the word of God. It is your effort. Effort to be, to be God. If you do this, you will never. The Bible says you will never, 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 ever, never, ever, never, never fall. It doesn't matter how Satan comes, he will fail. Anytime people fall, it's because they did not hearken to this. Condition is obedience to promise. Look at Deuteronomy 28. The, the promise of Deuteronomy 28 verse 18, begins from verse 1. It says, If you fully obey the Lord your God eh, and carefully follow all His command, I give you today, the Lord your God will what? Set. Shall we read that scripture together? If I fully obey the Lord my God and carefully follow all His commands He gives me today, the Lord my God will set me high Above all nations on, on earth, all these blessings will come upon me and accompany me if I would obey. So the promise of blessing has the condition of obedience to God. I love it. Look at chapter 5 of Deuteronomy. Chapter 15 of Deuteronomy, verse 5 and 6. Shall we read it together? If, you, if only you fully obey the Lord your God and are careful to follow all these commands I'm giving you today, for the Lord your God will what? Bless you as He has promised. You see, the Bible, if, whenever you have if condition, that is not the condition to it. 
For God to bless you as he has promised, you must obey. A disobedient child cannot be blessed. And you will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. You will rule over many nations, but none will rule over you. If a Christian is always regretting, regretting from one calamity to the other, from one bankruptcy to the other, everything going back, you put your hands in this, it destroy. You put your hands in that, it destroy. The only thing is that you need to sit down and check where are you disobeying God. There is no devil anywhere, no demon anywhere after you. Who are you, by the way, that demon is after you? They don't know your name in your local government. They don't know your name in your state. They don't know your name in your nation. They devil after you. Devil have better people to go after. Oh yes. What is devil going after me for? If he goes after me, how, what is the effect? Moreover, the Bible tells you and I, anywhere you see a dead body that remains on the floor, green flies will soon come on him. Alright? So if you disobey God, you will allow Satan to mess you up. You will fast and pray. I read it to you yesterday. And God will not listen to you. God said so in the book of Proverbs. 1 and 8. Because you reject knowledge. So we have to examine ourselves. Our obedience this year. Let me show you something. Exodus 15. 26. He said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, not in your eyes, if you pay attention to his command and keep all his decrees, all his decrees, some Christians have problem with this. We are not under the law, we are under grace. But the Bible says, he that is under grace does not break the law. Because I'm under grace does not mean I should do everything the way I think. Ephesians tells us, chapter 2, verse 1. Come on, let's read it together. And we go back to this Exodus. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to walk when you followed the ways of this world. Where is verse 2 there? Read it. When you follow the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit. So anyone that follows the way of the world, the Bible says the spirit of disobedience is at work in him. Either you call yourself born again or not born again is irrelevant. Are we together now? When we were not born again, we did what the world did. Now that we are born again, we cannot do that because we know that anybody who does that is under the control of Satan. This is the scripture. New Testament. What did he say in the next verse? Shall we read it together? No. The next verse. I hope that person there is following and I need someone who knows about that stuff to help me. Shall we read it together? Simple. A Christian who follows the ways of the world, you are an object of wrath. And so if you are a Christian and you do what the world do, and wrath comes, don't blame God for it. Don't thank God for it. It's what you apply for. 
Am I talking to somebody? Do you agree with me? Say amen. I can't hear the amen loud. Aha. Uh-huh. You should say amen to this and when I bless you. Are we together? As for me and my house. As for me and my house. As for me and my body. As for me and my mind. As for me and my heart. You know, before we left the world, we've tasted it. It's sour. It's full of regret, full of pain, sorrow. Now that we are set free, all right, we cannot continue to do those things. For in Christ Jesus, the law of spirit of life set me free from the law of what? Sin and death. You have the law of spirits. You must obey it. That is to obey God. That is the law of spirits. The law of flesh. Romans 8 is to do whatever we like. Now that we are born again, don't let anybody lie to you that grace covers those sins. Grace don't cover sin. When you decide to go and sin, grace will wait for you. It won't follow you to the sin. So that you will be punished for the sin. When you now ask God for mercy, then grace works again. But when grace comes in, you will still be punished. Because God says so. So why should we be living the life of regret now that we are set free? Only because we decide not to obey God. We are not under regulation, but we are under the law of spirits. Romans 8, 1 and 2. You must obey. Go back to Exodus 15. Let me finish this. He said, if you listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his eyes, we must make sure we do things right in the eyes of God according to the word. If you pay attention to his commands, and keep all his decrees. I will not bring on you any of the diseases I brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord that what? Who heals you. Or that healeth you. Now if you look at it also, if we are in sickness, we should check ourselves. We should check ourselves. Many sickness and most sickness are self-inflicted. You know, tomorrow I'm going to talk to you about the Old and the New Covenant. But let's finish the obedience. Today what we are talking about that the only thing, remedy, is what? Obedience. Leviticus 23, 3, 26, 3-13. I read that. If you follow my decrees and carefully and careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in, this, in its season. So in this season, God expects us to obey his command. And the ground you will yield its crops, and the trees of the field their fruits. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest, and the grape harvest will continue until planting. And you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I don't care how many terrorists are all over the place. I will live in safety. <laughs> I will live in safety. This is the scripture. If I can obey the Lord my God. It says I will grant peace in the land. And you will lie down. And no one will make you afraid. I will remove savage beasts from, from the land. And the sword will not pass through your land. Through your country. You will pursue your enemies. And they will fall. 
by the sword before you. Five of you will chase a hundred, and a hundred of you will chase ten thousand. And your enemies will fall by the sword before you. You see what God promised you about enemies? So if a Christian enemy, enemy, enemy every day is overcoming you, remember what you have done wrong and change. I will look on you with favor and make you fruitful and increase your number. And I will keep your, and, and I will keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you will have to move it out to make room for the new. I will put my dwelling place among you and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God and you will be my people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, the world, so that you will no longer be slaves to Egyptians, which is the devil and demons. I broke the bars of your yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. This is the word of the Lord. The last scripture. What am I saying to you today? The remedy is what? The remedy is what? The remedy is what? Tell somebody beside you obedience. Deuteronomy 7, 12 to 15. Just three verses. If you pay attention to these laws and are careful to follow them, then the Lord your God will keep his covenant of love with you as he swore to your forefathers. He will love you and bless you and increase your numbers. He will bless the fruit of your womb, the crops of your land, your grain, new wine and oil, the calves of your herds, and the lambs of your flocks in the land that he swore to your fathers to give you. You will be blessed more than any other people. None of your men or women will be childless. I can't hear amen from somebody. Nor any of your livestock without young. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. I said the Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible disease you knew in Egypt, but he will inflict them on all who hate you. Stand up on your feet. You're going to lift up your hands to heaven and begin to thank God for this is the word of the Lord for the year 2016. Shall we begin to thank God and begin to declare those things that the Lord had promised us. We thank God for this very promise. Begin to say, Lord, I will pay attention to you this year. I will obey your commands this year. Help me, Lord. Can you put on the board, I am weak, but thou art strong. Song. Thank God for this hour. In this year, the Lord will free me from every disease.
He will not inflict on me the horrible disease. Horrible disease of Egypt will not come near me. Begin to say that. I will be blessed more than all other people on the face of the earth. There will be no men and women childless among us. Our flock will not cast their young. It shall be a, a, a year of increasing blessing on us. So shall it be, so shall it be, so shall it be. Father, we bless you. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. Somebody say Amen. Sing this song with me. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all wrong. I'll be satisfied as long as I walk. Let me walk close with thee. Just a closer. Just a closer walk with thee. Son of God, who died for us and gave himself to us. We worship you, Jesus. 
We go to Jehovah. You are the strong tower. 